Hi everyone, thanks for giving me another five minutes. Today we're going to continue our information on Chapter 5, NFPA 13. We're also going to cover classification of commodities. Keep this information in your memory banks again because we'll need it later on. But first, let's talk about this week's safety topic. You know there's an old saying that patience is a virtue. And sometimes, well, we want to know why can't hurry the heck up be a virtue. Well, the answer is because sometimes hurry up can get us hurt. We all need to set a good example. Safety in the workplace is not just saying safety, safety, safety and having a safety meeting. It means working safely in your daily routine and making safe work practices a habit. Almost all of us are guilty of speeding through things and we forget about safety until it's too late. Well, what happened? Hurry up got us hurt. In just about every instance, rushing through something on a job doesn't do much to increase productivity. It's usually just a simple way of getting something done and hurry through a tough job so we can get it out of the way. When we hurry through a job, the only thing it really accomplishes is increasing our chances of not getting it done correctly. Which of the hurry up examples have we caught ourselves doing recently? Didn't wear safety glasses because it's only going to take a few minutes. Used the wrong ladder because the right ladder was too far away. Didn't slow down at a blind curve because, well, we've never run into anybody else there before. Didn't retract a razor blade into a utility knife because I'm going to need it again in just a few minutes. Didn't wear a seatbelt because we're just going right down the road. No big deal. These are just a few examples, but the list could be endless. Most of the time, nothing bad happens when we're in a hurry. Other times, we have a near miss, but eventually, it can cause a serious injury. I'm sure all of our parents have said the same thing that my wife tells our son. Hey, stop that before you get hurt. And I'll chime in and say, or after. Because either way, we're all going to stop. We should all take the advice that our parents gave us when we were three and stop before we get hurt rather than after we get hurt. Is it really worth eyesight, hand, arm, leg, or even our life? Just to save a few seconds or a few minutes. Be efficient, but be aware of your surroundings in order to maintain your safety and the safety of those around you, because hurry up can get us hurt. Now we're going to continue our Chapter 5 discussion, Classification of Commodity. Once again, we'll go through this in plain English and still cover all the information. What are commodities? Commodities are the things and stuff in a space that's being protected by the sprinkler system. Commodities are classified in five different classifications. Class 1, Class 2, Class 3, Class 4, and then plastics. The plastics consist of three groups, A, B, and C. There are several different ways to break the plastics down from there. Expanded, non-expanded, the chemical composition of the plastic, but we're not going to go that far in this discussion. We'll start with Class 1 commodities. Class 1 commodities are non-combustible items. These items can be stored in various ways and still maintain the Class 1 classification. Directly on wood pallets, placed in single-layer cardboard boxes, or shrink-wrapped. But if they're shrink-wrapped, they can't be on pallets, and if they're on pallets, they can't be in cardboard boxes. There's a lot of different ways that this can work out, depending on the packing material. In NFPA, we find some explanatory material in Annex A near the end of the book. Here we can find examples of some Class 1 commodities. Liquids that contain less than 20% alcohol in glass or metal containers or thin plastic bottles or jars. Frozen foods in non-waxed, non-plastic packaging. 
Foods like coffee, fish, fruit, meat, nuts, poultry, in metal cans. Think about sardines or Vienna sausages. Crushed fruits and vegetables with liquid in glass bottles or plastic containers up to five gallons. Fresh fruits and vegetables in wood crates, not plastic crates. Fresh meat without plastic packaging. Metal furniture like filing cabinets or metal desk. Appliances without much plastic like washers, dryers, and stoves. Water-based latex paint in metal cans. Sheetrock and electric motors. There are a lot more examples, but I think we get the point. Class two commodities. A class two commodity is a non-combustible product like class one that's stored in slatted wooden crates, solid wood boxes, multi-layered corrugated cartons, or some other type of combustible packaging material that is not plastic with or without pallets. It's really not a great definition for class two commodities as you'll see. And there's been some modifications in later NFPA documents and there's also some clarification on class three and class four in later editions as well. Some examples of class two commodities are, once again, liquids containing less than 20% alcohol in plastic containers over five gallons, or that have a wall thickness of up to a quarter inch. Frozen foods in waxed or plastic coated paper, salt in paper cartons, salt in bags is a class one commodity, liquids containing less than 20% alcohol and syrup in wooden barrels. Appliances with more plastic like uh, refrigerators and microwaves. Housing materials such as sinks, countertops, that sort of stuff. Bailed leather hides, but not leather furniture. If you take a look at this part of NFPA in Chapter 5, you'll find that there's not really a lot that falls into Class 2. So from there we go to Class 3 commodities. A Class 3 commodity is defined as a product fashioned from wood, paper, or natural fibers, or Group C plastics. There's also some notes about percentages and amounts of group A and B plastics that are allowable, but I think we'll get the meaning of class three by taking a look at some of the examples. Some examples of class three commodities are photo paper, frozen foods in plastic tray, butter, dry foods such as baked goods, candy, cereal, cheese, chocolate, cocoa, coffee, grains, granular sugar, nuts, and that sort of stuff. Wood furniture, doors, windows, cabinets, tobacco products, asphalt-coated fiberglass roofing shingles, but not asphalt-coated felt shingles. Charcoal is class three. Finished leather products like shoes, jackets, gloves, bags, luggage, belts. Non-wax-coated paper products consisting of things like books, cardboard games, tissue products, magazines, newspapers, paper cups, paper plates, paper towels, natural fiber cloth, and baled cloth made from natural fibers like cotton and wood. Then we move to class four commodities. Class four commodities are really a mixture of class one, class two, class three with group B and group A plastics. In class four, we're moving into flammable products with high heat release. Some examples of class four, are things like box springs wrapped in plastic covers, snow skis with composite material of fiberglass, plastic, foam, fiberglass insulation with paper back, stacked vinyl floor tiles, oil-based paint and metal cans, asphalt impregnated roof shingles, and that's the felt variety, small arms ammunition and shotgun shells, paper matches, empty cardboard boxes, and cellulose acetate, or better known as photographic film or movie film. From class four, we move into plastics. Plastic is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's, it's plastic. Plastic does consist of three classifications, Group A, Group B, and Group C. Group A is the most prevalent and what we'll find most. 
The following types of plastic are classified as Group A. ABS, acrylic, fiberglass reinforced polyester, natural rubber, nylon, PET or thermoplastic polyester, and then we've got the rest of our polyplastics like polyester, polypropylene, polystyrene, polyurethane, and polyvinyl chloride, most commonly known as PVC. There's many different types of plastics, but the main thing I want to get across about plastics in this episode is plastics burn. They ignite quickly, they burn hot, and they spread. Some examples of commodities that fall into Group A plastics, and some of these might be a bit surprising. Margarine with 50 to 80% oil. Milk in any type of container stored in solid plastic crates. Mattresses containing foam. Furniture and bedding with foam cushions. Carpet and carpet tiles. Rolled vinyl flooring. Toys stuffed with foam. Charcoal with mineral spirits impregnated and bagged. Plastic five gallon buckets. Wooden matches. Tissue products wrapped in plastic. Wax paper. Solo cups. Diapers. And candles. So you see how we move from class one being things that don't burn to group A plastics that burn hot and burn fast. Remember last week's episode, we covered hazard classifications, light, ordinary group one and two, extra hazard group one and two. And now we can see how these hazard classifications are determined by the commodity load and the combustibility and the amount of heat produced by the commodities in the hazard area. I hope this has been helpful. Thanks for giving me five minutes and don't forget to take a quick survey. Until next time, slow down, think, measure twice, cut once.